Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. It's all about you, Calgary. Back to Calgary Today with Angela Cocott on News Talk 770. Brought to you by Plumbing Paramedics. It may have been a brief comment, but it could carry a lot of weight as Americans try to understand the mass shooting in Vegas. As President Trump was heading to Puerto Rico today to survey the damage from Hurricane Maria, he told reporters we'll be talking about gun laws as time goes by. Stephen Farnsworth, Professor of Political Science, International Affairs at the University of Mary Washington, joins us today. Hello, Professor Farnsworth. Hello. Was it just an off-the-cuff comment, or do you think U.S. lawmakers would try to broach the issue of gun control? I really don't think that the prospects for any significant change in gun control legislation um, is out there in the wake of this tragedy in the same way that previous tragedies didn't really change our impact of gun laws either. Um, There's a long list. You can talk about Virginia Tech. You can talk about Newtown, Connecticut, where those elementary school children were killed. You could talk about the Pulse nightclub in Orlando. And while there is a conversation about maybe changing things uh, in terms of gun laws in the immediate aftermath of these tragedies, um, here we are again. And you can see looking back that there weren't changes after those tragedies. My guess is that this story is not going to have a different ending than these previous ones. Can you explain the apparent obsession Americans have with their guns? Well, I think it's important to remember that this we're talking about some people. Some people have guns, some people don't. But what's really important in politics is the people who contribute money to politicians and the people that politicians are afraid of. And the uh, people who believe that Americans should have guns and should have relatively unrestricted access to guns, including uh, some of the uh, more problematic weapons that have been used in some of these other incidents, uh, these are folks who are going to be very, very influential in Republican primaries. Because there's a Republican majority in the House and a Republican majority in the Senate and a Republican president, those elected officials are going to be very, very responsive to the gun lobby and gun owners. They may not represent a majority of the country, but they represent a majority of the people who might vote in a lot of primaries around the country. And so Republicans cross them at their peril. Now, that's the Republicans. We had a a Democrat in office with uh, President Obama for those two terms. And as you say, even with the Democrats in power, they still weren't able to make any big changes when it came to gun control. Yeah, well, certainly President Obama during his State of the Union speeches and in other speeches tried to press Republican congressional majorities to support some sort of change in gun laws in terms of tightening up access to guns. But those measures really never went anywhere. Um, Even when there was a Democratic majority in Congress, as there was for the first two years that Obama was president, um, there were enough people who represented uh, swing districts, those districts where uh, particularly more rural districts where there would be a large number of gun owners, uh, those were uh, 
individual lawmakers who also hesitated to make the change. And so uh, the Republican Party tends to be much more connected to the uh, to the gun lobby than the Democrats are. But even those Democratic elected officials, there are enough of them who are also worried about uh, crossing the National Rifle Association that they, too, uh, will agree um, with the Republicans even. um, And together, that creates a majority, even when the Democrats control overall, the Democratic defections are enough to make sure that gun legislation doesn't really change much of anything. Stephen, obviously, you don't have the pulse of the whole nation. And we're Canadians looking in on what's happening in the U.S. But but I'm curious when it comes to the Americans and their response, because, of course, this is an awful tragedy. But we've had tragedies in the past in your nation. And as you say, nothing seems to change. Well, I think that this is one of these situations where people, if they really want change in this country, really have to make themselves very, very visible and very, very aggressive. And in the scheme of things, we haven't really seen that kind of a movement get very far. Really, when you think about it, can you imagine a more sympathetic set of victims than those elementary school children in Connecticut who were gunned down by an individual in that community? And what happened in the wake of that? You know, this is a, you know, little kids, seven-year-old, six-year-old children, and they were gunned down. And the parents um, of those children created, tried to create a political movement, and they made themselves visible in Washington. But when the country as a whole has looked at these questions, you don't see the kind of change that those uh, parents uh, wanted to see. And it's hard to imagine that this story is any different than the previous ones. Stephen, thanks so much for your perspective. Appreciate it. Thank you. Stephen Farnsworth, Professor of Political Science, International Affairs at the University of Mary Washington.